everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful autumn in Salt Lake City. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, we're going to be talking about gay marriage. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it feels like that should be a settled issue, a mm. non-issue, a you know, especially here in these United States. It is not that uh, <laughs> some pissed off people, and uh, and so so yeah, we'll we'll be talking about it, and especially talking about it here on the home front, uh, yeah. vis-a-vis Utahns, aka mostly Mormons. Yeah, because uh, because uh, there's so yeah, we got some some uh, data that we'll be discussing, and we love data. That's we, yeah. we love data. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Brent Spiner, you kidding me? Oh my God, my favorite. Can I? I hate data actually, but um, <laughs> I just I just upset a bunch of people. Sorry, guys. By hating it's, data, it's from, Brent from Spiner. S- That's the problem. It's not Star Trek. Yeah, it's not early data. I like early data. I they should have they should have written him out because at a certain <laughs> point, why is the android aging? Right? Yeah, why does, why well, does the android look like he's sixty years old? Well, because Brent Spiner is. Well, there's and a so, lot of and that's there's fine. A lot of issues with androids. He's in, allowed. Uh, he's allowed yeah. to age. Brent Spiner is. <laughs> but uh, data, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, anyway. Welcome to Trek Talk. <laughs> this is with Dan and Frank. <laughs> we should have a spinoff, Dan. <laughs> All right. We First, should not. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go spinning off the show, I've got a story here, Dan, coming to us from Canada, where I didn't think things like this happened. Canadians, you're disappointing me. <laughs> There's a, a, a new store up in Midland, Ontario, by the name of Culture Coven. Okay. Oh. Coven. That's the key word here, okay? Yeah. The owner, one Ms. Uh, Wednesday Anais Damaline, she's a uh, 22-year-old Afro-Indigenous artist, and she's okay. creating a space uh, that sells handmade, sustainable, eco-friendly products, right, from okay. other local uh, artisans that, who, who sort of share her, her ethos, right? Yeah. And she reached, she needs some graphic design work done. So she reached out to uh, Willow Graphics and Company. That sounds like a good fit. It's got the word Willow. That feels hippy dippy. You never know. I don't know. (laughs) They spelled graphics with an X, right? Oh. These people, they know how to market themselves. So they're the people to go to when you need a new website built, right? For her her business. That's what Ms. Dimeline was looking for. Well. The owner of Willow Graphics and Company, before responding to the email that was sent to her requesting some help with the website, uh, she looked up the Culture Coven and did a little research. And um, in fact, she also looked up the definition of coven, which I think is just such a great detail. She's like, what's this (laughs) word? And she found that the first definition of coven is a collection of individuals with similar interests or activities. But the the second one (laughs) really concerned her uh, because it said an assembly or band of witches. Oh no. 
Terrifying. And so Terrifying. she responds to the email and she says, well, she tries to politely decline the business. She's, <laughs> she uh, says that as a faith-based business, our principles are based on the Bible. Uh, I don't feel our two businesses working together is a good fit and I must decline the opportunity. Oh. Um, so she's trying to be polite, um, yeah. but she apparently also is operating Willow Graphics and Company as a faith-based business. Yeah. Which probably is not prominently posted on their website, but uh, she doesn't want to be in business with witches. And, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, she also checked out the website for the cult, uh, culture coven uh, and says that on her website, it says, welcome witches. So I'm assuming that it was the pl- that was the play she went on with that word. So it wasn't just a gathering. She right. said, I'm assuming that when she called her business culture coven, that it was under the latter description. Yeah. Meaning that second definition. And, and why wouldn't you be terrified of that? Oh, just my God. terrified. Uh, well, according to Demoline, uh, she was going with the first definition. <laughs> This is getting down to like this dictionary, this little squabble. Yeah. They're like going back and forth. And she's like, a coven means a group of like-minded people. Uh, yeah. I consider all my artisans to be a coven. Look, I have no problem believing that she doesn't actually believe in witchcraft or whatever. That She's just having fun with those words of course. and whatever. And she's, she's earthy probably. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, she might, she might actually identify as a witch, but that lately these days, that doesn't mean uh, the thing that it's the Christians fear. It's not black cats and broomsticks. And I mean, it might be. <laughs> cauldrons flying around cauldrons brewing (laughs) i have newt it's not that stuff right like it's um uh anyway so apparently though i mean of course this caused a a a, a big mess for uh for the the willow graphics and company on sure on the internet also because apparently uh canada has like rules against this kind of stuff Oh, um, dun dun. This could be seen as uh, some sort of like religious discrimination, which yeah. could be problematic. Um, yeah. Who knows if 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 anything will come of it and sort of uh, civil rights violations and that kind of stuff. But um, it's definitely not a good look for yeah. graphics. And this, I mean, this is the thing I I mean, <sighs> It's a tough one because like you open up your, your doors, you know, to your, your, your business, to the public. Right. And you want to just be able to take all the, the work that comes in, but like, you know, a, a company that does like graphic design or prints banners or whatnot. Like if like some neo-Nazis come in, don't you want to be able to say no? You know, right. Like, yeah. I mean, it, there, there's, and I know lines can be drawn, Right. And they're, they're tricky lines to draw, but like at a certain point, like I know if I was a business owner, I'd want to retain some rights to be able to be like, I don't want to print out a bunch of swastikas, you know? Yeah. But, and I'm sure there are business owners who are out there screaming right now and going, (laughs) 
you're drawing the wrong line in your head, Frank. Um, <laughs> it's tricky. It, this is and a really I, it. It is a tricky, tricky, tricky topic because I mean, there's a difference between not wanting to print hate speech, yeah, and not wanting to do a design for a business that's very obviously not about right witchcraft that, that I, you're terrified yeah. of. I have a feeling if these two actually had just met in person, like if if uh, the owner of uh, Culture Coven had just like gone into right willow graphics and there had been a sort of a meeting there probably would have been a moment of like oh she's just a decent this is just a decent young woman with a business right you, and yeah, you say that but christians are terrified of the word witch oh, they are so true fucking terrified she's not gonna believe it she's gonna be like this witch is trying to trick me i am this witch is trying to trick me into doing something. Satan, get thee behind me. Yeah, she has dazzled me somehow. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to take a quick transition here because, because, you know, this has been a discussion about civil rights and, mm. and uh, you know, discrimination. I'm going to keep us going on that front with... An interesting, and also, like, there is some interesting nuance to this story as well. Here's the thing. I, I've been to India. India has, uh, you know, they used to have, they used to, they have a caste system. Oh, yeah. Um, largely based in Hinduism, but, but also cultural uh, as well as religious. And they, you know, this is a system where you are born into a group and uh, that kind of defines you. And it used to be pretty hardcore. If you're born into the big the the big dog groups, you get to just really look down on and also not even be willing to touch people right. from the lowest group, which is the the Dalits. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. That's legally, theoretically supposed to be done in India. It's not. It's there. Mm. I saw it. I had, you know, I talked to people there about it and they were like, yeah, it's, it's still here. Yeah. And it's not like people who were raised with that just abandon it when they leave. And it's not just India either, by the way. It's, you know, all over South Asia and, and it's, you know, it crosses over some religious bounds and everything. So anyway, so there have been some instances here in these United States of uh, people claiming to have been discriminated against because they are from the Dalit caste. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh -huh. And, you know, they were being, they were either, so, so for instance, there's a suit uh, that was filed in 2020 um, a, by an anonymous Cisco employee mm. in California who claimed that his Hindu supervisors would cut him out of meetings they wouldn't promote him, and he claimed it was because he was a, he is Dalit. So, like now, California is considering, you know, what do you do with something like this, where it's not a protected class at this point, but shouldn't it be, or maybe it should be, or you know, there are questions. Oh wow, yeah, okay. And you know, there are there are, there have been claims of discrimination in uh, in education from uh, from you know, lower caste people here in the United States who have professors who are also of Indian derivation and are upper caste. Oh, wow. And so it, 
to me that that smacks true. I'm sure that that kind of discrimination can follow you across the sea. Yeah. I don't know how they know. I'm guessing that actually a lot of last names probably give it away. Mm. But I but yeah, I, I actually don't know how they know. I'm sure at least one of our listeners yeah. can can fill us in on that. They're probably uh trained from birth. Yeah. Right. Like you you grow like there's probably just things they pick up on or think they're picking up on sometimes yeah, I, even right who knows you know i i'm fascinated by it unfortunately all of my friends of indian derivation are uh are from kerala and they're you know they're christian oh and yeah it's it's a different i i assume a, a little bit different anyway um the 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 other side of this coin is that there are groups that are suing to try to stop uh, the state of California and have tried to stop other other entities from making this a a an illegal kind of discrimination. Oh wow. Now, what's fascinating about this is that uh, like so the Hindu American Foundation has filed a complaint on this front Mm-mm. because they're saying that it violates the constitutional rights of Hindu Americans by quote, falsely claiming that Hindu Americans inherently hold discriminatory beliefs in a caste system. And these beliefs and practices are inherent to the Hindu religion. Now, here's the thing. I think they are probably purposefully missing the point, which isn't, which isn't that, you know, this kind of discrimination is inherent to Hinduism necessarily, but rather that it exists and when it exists, it should be addressed. Right. Uh, but they bring up an interesting point, which is that if this becomes widely thought that there, uh, that there is still caste discrimination out there, their point is it could lead to discrimination sort of at large against Hindu people. Oh, weird. Because, because then people will, fa- will be like, oh, you're part of that hate group Hinduism that treats a whole bunch of people like shit just because they were born into a family that you don't like. It's interesting that they run immediately to Hinduism, right? It seems seems like they're kind of exposing themselves like right in a, in a weird way, right? Like, like, well, traditionally people who are discriminatory mm -hmm. don't really stop to ask too many questions. Mm. So if, you know, if someone were to take this story, this idea of, you know, Dalit discrimination and want to paint a, a, a group of people with that kind of assholery, right? they're not going to like stop and ask, no, is this a Hindu issue? Is this a cultural issue? I need to really know where to, where, you know, they're just going to go, oh, Indian, Indian people suck because they're like because they still do this cast thing yeah i i I just think that there's a lot of nuance to the conversation i think there's a lot of interesting thoughts on it yeah it seems like the law though that would be written or the 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 phrasing that would be added to existing anti-discrimination law right that it could be written without referencing like hinduism or india for that matter in fact they would they would want to make it broad and yet specific enough to, to 
deal with the issue of caste, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know exactly how you would do that, but I mean, it seems like that would have to be the goal. And that they, I mean, the Hindus you shouldn't could just be say you can't discriminate against someone based on family of birth. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Something, you know simple. what I mean? Like there's no good, there's never a good reason to discriminate against someone because of something outside of their, that person's control. Right. Or, um, social status or something like that. Right? Yeah, exactly. Per- perceived social status. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us. We're solving problems, Dan. We are. We we should we should make all the the rules, everybody. That's that's come to us. We'll tell you the right. We'll, the we'll right solve way to everything. Do this. Yeah. All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. Uh, this story sort of surprised me. Has to do with Cuba and a referent national referendum that just passed that uh, approved gay marriage. Oh. Um, protects the right of gay couples to adopt. It's going to promote equal sharing of domestic rights and responsibilities between men and women. Um, so forth and so on. It's a hundred page family code uh, that is sort of wildly progressive in its uh, position on uh, LGBT issues and men and women in the society and uh, really quite quite remarkable and this is a this is a referendum that like the people voted on the people voted on it so it's actually the government's position this this is um apparently it doesn't happen very often it's kind of rare but cuba has in the past the the government will sort of put forth a referendum an issue that they want the people to have sort of the final say on right yeah now as a fairly tightly controlled communist country in the past the whatever the government's position was people would just vote for it so these things would just like <laughs> right. they would just just sail right through right and this one was there was a little bit of opposition to oh. it um because cuba has a rapidly growing apparently evangelical community uh. 33% of the vote was against uh the referendum but it passed. I mean, that passed. I mean, that passed um, pretty well. Sixty-seven uh, percent yeah. of get, the country if you get voted two thirds of the people who yeah. are just like, I mean, just passing sweeping, yeah, progressive reform. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Now, a lot of that could have still been habit of just voting with the government's position, right? I'm fine with that. And- <laughs> I'm okay with it. Well, yeah, especially In like this case. on this issue. Once it once this just sort of becomes the norm and the practice, people will start to just kind of settle in and be like, it's really not that big of a deal. Right. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty wild. What was the one thing? Was there anything else in here? So you're telling me that Cuba can be OK with all with, with same sex marriage. I, you know, I'm, I'm just sort of looking at this thing. With uh, you know, with same-sex adoption, all of this stuff, and yet the Cubans in Florida can't sway the vote. <laughs> I just the Cubans in Florida are largely Republican. I know yeah. what is going on. Yeah, they they fled this this horror. Cubans, right? Cubans, come get your people. What's happening? <laughs> they don't want them. God, I was about to be like, they don't want them back. They, um, no, they don't want, they don't want the American Cubans back. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's really quite, um, quite amazing. And I, I was a little surprised 
I just yeah. wasn't expecting this. But like I'm it not, was I wasn't either strongly pushed for by the powers that be. The 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 president, he was apparently elated that it passed. Interesting. Um, he said uh, justice has been done. Uh, let's see. It is paying off a debt with several generations of Cuban men and women whose family projects have been waiting for this law for years. Um, so quite remarkable. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, well done, Cuba. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stray not too far from Cuba. I'm gonna head over to Mexico for a a story that I that kept confusing me at every turn. Just because, look, I am used to hearing about cults trying to uh, flee to, you know, Central American countries from from the U.S., uh, you know, just to try and find cover for awfulness. Uh, And that's what this is. This this is a story of that. But it's a but this is a Jewish cult. So that that is a little bit of an interesting twist to it. Uh, Lev Tahor, which mm. is uh, Hebrew for, uh, what is it? It's something heart. It's shining heart. Uh, pure heart. That's what it oh, is. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so this Lev Tahor group was founded by uh, a guy named Rabbi Shlomo Helbrands in Israel in the, ni- in the late 80s. And then the, he moved to the U.S. He was convicted of kidnapping in 94, uh, and served a a couple years in prison. Uh, that's a, that's a warning sign. I think if, if, if you're a member of a religious group, Mm. uh, if your if your leader was kidnapped for, or, or was, was imprisoned for kidnapping, probably a bad sign. Uh, maybe you might, (laughs) might want to reconsider. Uh, anyway, now they're kind of spread out a little bit over, Guatemala and Mexico. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, it's not, that's also not a great sign when, when you're, when your cult has to flee to less regulated countries, multiple jurisdictions. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) and this story is interesting because it literally, there was a group that was in Guatemala. They've, they fled to Mexico. Um, but the Mexican government has just, has just raided them and sort of, rescued or if you're in the cult stolen some children so that's good they they literally uh mm. some children and some older teenagers have all been removed from the compound cool uh a few people have been arrested this is a very bad group like the the what there was a story about one woman who actually fled the group may got herself to new york and literally she she got herself and her children, sorry, to New York, mm-hmm. and the group came and took the children and went back to to Guatemala. Oh my god! Maybe Mexico. I don't remember which one. How's so that? this is this what? is a scary, nasty little uh, little Jewish cult. Um, so I'm very glad that they are they're they're being uh, tracked. The the Mexican government was working. With some Israeli citizens, uh, former Mossad agents, uh, oh, wow. who who helped with the the planning of the raid and everything, they managed to pull off the raid with no violence. Oh, uh, they they which I think is wonderful. 
Uh, they just went in, sectioned off the kids so that they could get them safely away, mm. and then uh, and then found the people. There are still a couple people on the lamb that they were looking for. So, just a just just a, a totally crazy thing. You know, this is a this is a cult that makes their women and girls as young as three wear head you know sort of full length robes to cover themselves and stuff, which. God. Plenty of religions do that, but it earned them the name the uh, the Jewish Taliban. <laughs> uh, the nickname Great. that is. Yeah. So. Okay. Anyway, uh, you know, gross cults are gross. Religions don't. Cults are gross, but that's uh, good news. Yeah, get a little the kids, bit. Get the kids away, if nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Um, I mean, mothers are losing their children. But yeah. I'd rather have them in the custody of someone who's not in a horrifying cult. Yeah. So. Well, um, I, Dan, uh, would like to do an update oh. to uh, a story, an ongoing story um, from Russia about, uh, what's his name? Patriarch Kirill. Kirill. Yeah. Kirill, yeah. He's uh, the head of the Russian Orthodox Church. Yeah, and Fancy, uh, he's a swell fella. Oh, yeah, that guy. He's got some really uh, very, um, very modern stances on warfare, I guess. <laughs> um, and by modern, I maybe modern for 100 years ago. He's very pro-Ukraine as long as you consider Ukraine part of Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, he uh, came out uh, this week to reassure the Russian soldiers who are being called up in this uh, draft that they're, that they're doing 300, 300,000 additional troops are being called up right now. Uh, And so he, you know, he needs to have something to say about this and uh, kind of specifically to these, these young men. Uh, He says many are dying on the, on the fields of internecine war um, the church prays that this battle will end as soon as possible so that as few brothers as possible will kill each other in this fratricidal war. Yes. It's brother against brother uh-huh. in the sense that in uh, Ukrainians are the same as Russians. Well, clearly, right. That's yeah, that's it's, that's what this whole thing is about. But at the same time, the church realizes that if somebody driven by a sense of duty and the need to fulfill their oath, goes to do what their duty calls of them. And if a person dies in the performance of this duty, then they have undoubtedly committed an act equivalent to sacrifice. They will have sacrificed themselves for others. And therefore we believe that this sacrifice washes away all the sins that a person has committed. Oh yeah. Baptism. There you go. Right? Yeah, you you get clean, baby. You are you get to go to heaven completely free of sin. Even, he, like he, did he stop he stopped it sounds like he stopped short of promising uh virgins when you get <laughs> yeah, there. He, he did not do that. But it, it is an amazing thought, right? Like the these these ideas of like um forgiving people of all their sins and then they die or they die and all their sins are forgiven and blah blah blah. Like I thought like the whole point of this like heaven hell paradigm, right? Is that good people go to heaven, bad people go to hell, but you can be a bad person, bad person, bad person, be forgiven your sins, 
go to heaven. And now there's bad people in heaven. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Except well, as a manipulation, right? Of, well, of look, the people. If, if you've got a concept like heaven and hell and you aren't leveraging it for political gain, <laughs> what are you even doing? I mean, that's yes, exactly. I mean, clearly, uh, the, look, the draft that is happening in Russia is wildly unpopular. Oh, yeah. People are, you know, men are fleeing the country, literally, yeah. to try and get away from this draft. They're drafting older guys, too, like guys I, our age and older. Yeah. And uh, everybody's being, hor everybody's kind of horrified. So, yeah, you know, Putin called up his buddy Kirill and was just like, what can you do about this? Can can we get them into heaven for free? If 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 they join the draft, can we just can we just give them a free pass? Oh, I mean, it's so true. Like it, it, it's it's sick. It's obvious. I wonder. It can't. I mean, maybe it works for a couple people, but like people don't want the. the this is not, you know, the 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 the, the you know, a hundred years ago. Right, right. The, the the like the the vast majority of people are they going to fall for something like this? Did they ever fall for it? Right, like like it's such, Look, such, such a shallow, empty, obviously cynical promise. Yeah, but when the promise is made by essentially your pope, yeah, you know what I mean. Like the top guy in your religion is like. You get into heaven if you do this. Yeah. Might be worth taking the bet. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it might be worth just like, well, if I, you know, if I get to heaven, if I get to the pearly gates and they ask me, I'll be like, look, I was promised heaven. Uh, I did the thing. I went to the war. I know I did a whole bunch of bad shit before that, but you have to let me in on this technicality. Uh, your guy promised. Yeah, but what if it's the Seventh Day Adventist God, right? That's like, oh yeah, you don't want that God. You don't want that one, or the you Jehovah's Witness one. It's like you were supposed no. to conscientiously object. What were you? What are you yeah. doing? Yeah, I wasn't. A, I wasn't going to forgive is, your this. This is the this. problem with. It's almost as if you think there's a problem with Pascal's wager. <laughs> it's almost as if that it's there not might be just a binary. There. Yeah, right. Maybe it's more of a. Oh, it's, it should be Pascal's roulette table. Yeah. Right. One of them's right. Yeah, exactly. Let's spin the wheel and see where we come up. All right. <laughs> well, I'm going to close this out with uh, here. I'm going to bring us all back home to uh, to Utah because here in Spanish Fark, Utah. Yes, there's a, a, a town called Spanish Fork. Uh, that but we call pronounced Spanish. Fark. Yeah. Yeah. By many Utahns, Fark is closer to how it's pronounced. Anyway, um. <laughs> uh, here in, in Spanish Fork, there is a, a a school called the American Leadership Academy. Okay. Which uh, worries me as a name. Yeah. That just, that's not, I've seen what American leaders look like and yikes. Anyway, the American Leadership Academy, I looked into them, don't seem to have a, a direct religious affiliation but just being in Utah County is enough, I think, yeah. to call it a religious school. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a private uh, charter school. Um, and here's how you know that there's something religious afoot. <laughs> uh, they recently had their uh, their fancy 
homecoming dance. And they have very strict uh, clothing guidelines. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Including, apparently, making their, the kids, the girls, uh, submit a, a picture of the dress that they want to wear before they go to the dance. Oh, my God. Which is, uh, yeah, that you're, you're controlling things a little too tightly there, Utah Taliban. Anyway, the, uh, <laughs> the girls, of course, complied and then showed up. And a whole bunch of them were kicked out anyway. <gasps> what? And uh, they, now here's the thing. There is some disagreement about the number. The students claimed that around 60 students were not allowed to their homecoming dance. The school, for their part, says that's ridiculous. It was only 14 students that were turned away. Um, 14 is still a big number, school. <laughs> that's not a Idiots. number to be proud of. No. Especially after this process, right? Like, right. Uh, and they're they're coming at this from the they're they're like you know we we studied the uh, the video, <laughs> they literally said that they went to the video, uh, mm. to 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 get proof of this. And and here's the thing. Let's just use their number. Let's just say that only fourteen students were turned away. Okay. okay. <laughs> These were girls who did submit their dresses, and many of them claim that they submitted it. But of course, you know, the picture that they submitted was just the picture from, you know, whatever website they got the dress from. Oh. Okay. So when they wore it on their bodies, it looked a little bit different. Oh. And suddenly, no, absolutely not. The uh the Nazis who I shouldn't say Nazis, the very mean uh school representatives. Why not say at Nazis? the door? What's that? Why not say Nazis? Yeah, I just I don't I don't like watering down the mm, term Nazi. Okay, <laughs> I feel like we should reserve that for actual Nazis, considering we've got plenty of those around. Uh, anyway, yeah, the uh, the the uh, the very ang the 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 dress goblins were uh, <laughs> were out in force and were uh, decidedly grumpy about it. Which, by the way, it's a dance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even if you feel like you need to turn, you know, the, the kids did broke the rules, the dress is too revealing or whatever. Oh, my God. There is a nice way to say, oh, gosh, I, I, you know, I'm sorry, we can't do it. But apparently they were just grumpy gusses and <sighs> turned so many, uh, so many girls away. I'm going to guess it's more than 14 and less than 60 because uh, kids can exaggerate and... The school is trying to get away with something. And there might have been some solidarity as well. Like, yes, indeed. You know, a, a group of friends who were like, well, fuck you. Right. And so, yeah, very possible 60 girls didn't go. Um, that's it's, sick. It's so stupid. I just, like, in the end, it's just, we still live in an era where monitoring like proper clothing. Right. Here, is important to some people. Here's the deal. These are kids, Mormon kids, right? Like, we know this, right? Yeah. Whose parents are sending them to this school and also buying the dress for them, 
right? Yeah. There's no, I would love to see what these dresses actually look like because it's like, there's no way these were like super quote unquote immodest dresses. Absolutely not. Right. Like the, you guys have no idea how goofy <laughs> this must have been. This was a little too much shoulder showing. Yeah. Right. The, this the is strap like, wasn't wasn't three inches wide. It was two and yeah. a half inches wide. Right. Or like, a spaghetti strap. Or it was but, a spaghetti strap. But like we're not talking about deep cleavage. You no. know, we're not talking about really short that, uh, you know, maybe a a butt cheek was exposed no. or anything. Not remotely. Nothing. We are talking about. And by the way, the uh, the homecoming queen was one of the, <gasps> the one of the girls turned. No. Away. Oh, yeah. her special day ruined. Yeah. <sighs> we are talking about such modest dresses like you. You all listening at home would be shocked <laughs> at what we're talking about these are families that know the expectation right they know yeah. what it is and the so, parents signed off on it like at a certain point um and also like like honest to god like if you don't want kids running around in skimpy dresses if you don't want kids messing and fooling around right don't <laughs> don't have prom don't have Just kids don't have <laughs> the I mean, truth is I mean, if no. you're that uptight <laughs> fucking don't reproduce <laughs> do you know what teenagers are have you, been, you were a teenager once you know what those hormones are like just don't do it right just don't make any yeah that's amazing now i'm talking about sort of as an officially sanctioned thing right yeah don't have it just yeah. don't do prom you know what prom is right it's the same thing you're saying um you, you know what it is. Don't have it. it yeah. It, it goes a certain way every single time. It doesn't matter the community. It doesn't matter who's involved. It's the hormones. Yeah. And you got everybody all, you know, dressed up nice, looking their best. Everybody's hair is perfect. Right. Or just or, you know, you can there are other ways to get to get around this. You can have a like a, a, a medically themed homecoming where everyone has to wear scrubs jesus <laughs> oh, was this homecoming or was it prom yeah this is homecoming oh well pfft, same thing <laughs> same don't thing. have homecoming same. yeah oh my god anyway uh if you would like to write into us and i, I don't know send us pictures of your homecoming dress please feel free <laughs> podcast at thank god i'm atheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank. Damn. Um, there is a new crop of young white assholes who are young men of course who are who have taken over the sort of right wing i literally you and i would never encounter these guys if we didn't do this show because they're only on places like you know whatever trump's (laughs) twitter Mm -hmm. version is Mm -hmm. and just like all of the right wing spaces that that have 
sort of decided that they're going to that Twitter wasn't echo chambery enough for them. <laughs> so they created their own little things. Anyway, there's a guy named Dalton Claudefelter. Uh, Sorry, that's I didn't make that up. <laughs> I shouldn't. Somebody just laugh else at made his name made him up. We're, we're more uh, substantive than just laughing at the name. So proceed. <laughs> we're really not that much more substantive <laughs> than that. I laugh at that name. Yes, Dalton Claudefelter, <laughs> who uh, you know, I don't know why he the, people are listening to him, but a whole bunch of people are. He is, well, I'll just let him describe him himself. Ah, uh, okay. Just trigger warning. I mean, there oh. should be a trigger warning on all of the audio that we play. Yeah. But yeah, he's not, he's not going to say nice things about women. Ooh. Women are dumb voters. Women have a place in a society, and that place is in the home. That place is being subservient to their husbands. That place is looking to the husband as... Jesus looks to God, or as the church looks to Jesus, this is how the true structure of the home is supposed to be developed. The facts of the matter are, women are dumber than men, women should be subservient to men, women have no place in male activities, women have no place of partaking in the workforce, women have no place of partaking in politics, women have no place outside of the home. The home is a virtuous place for women. Women should be happy when they are in the home. Women should be grateful when a man puts a roof over her head and supplies the family with food and resources and energy and structure. That is what women should be thankful for, ladies and gentlemen. And a lot of you are going to be very upset with this. A lot of people are going to say, how dare he talk about women that way? Oh, well, how, does he not have a daughter? Would he talk to his wife this way? Blah, 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 blah. You're losing your mind over the truth, over facts, over logic, over reason. You're losing your mind over the word of God. The Bible calls women to a particular place in the home. The, the Bible calls women to be subservient to their husbands. Men make stronger leaders. Men are just better. Men are awesome. I am a firm believer in the patriarchy. I am a, I'm a misogynist. You could definitely claim that. You could say I'm a sexist. Absolutely. Doesn't he sound nice? Yeah. Uh, gross. <laughs> yeah. There's not much to say about it. I mean, there's a little bit. I'm like my, I'm sitting there, I'm listening to it and I'm like, I'm like, okay, what do Christians actually believe? Check, 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 yeah. check, check, check. Thank you, Dalton Claude Hopper. Or whatever your name is. Claude Felter. Gla Claude Felter. I like Claude Hopper. The, 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 the only difference between what he like is saying and what uh, you would hear it at church on Sunday is the tone of voice. Yeah. The, the, and he, I mean, he says things like women are dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Men yeah. Are great. Sure. Sure. But those are just sort of the underlying sort of he's just saying the quiet parts out loud. Yeah. It's essentially what you would have to believe about women in order to be like, yeah, there are places in the home yeah. as well, right? Like, it's actually some nice dot co connecting that he's doing for everybody, yeah. um, which is you can't have it both ways, Christians. You can't be like all, oh, but women are wonderful. We love, I mean, this because this is like the Mormon stance, right? Oh, oh yeah. The blessed 
daughters of our Heavenly Father, right? So special. That's why they stay in the home is because they're so special, right? It's like, no, if you're telling somebody that they're not allowed to leave the home, they must, there must be something deficient, right? If you're telling them that they have a, you know, because so much of what he said resonated with like things that I heard growing up Mm -hmm. in Mormonism, things like, you know, women have a, a very Mormons would say it differently, of course, but you know, women have their own very special sacred, uh, sacred place in, in the church. Yeah. And, and this is how they respond to when people say, why don't women have the priesthood yeah. that you give to all of the men, yeah, including the, uh, the real dipshits. And it's like, no, they have their own very special responsibilities. And it's yeah. like, okay, you just think that women are worse. You just think men yeah. are better. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the thing that he said about like, you know, women should look, I don't remember exactly. Women should look to men the way men, the way oh. Jesus looks to God and the way the church looks to Jesus. That's almost, almost exactly uh, what's, what is said in the Mormon temple ceremony. There's some, there was something about women cleave to your husband mm-hmm. as he cleaves to to the Lord or whatever like that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's something along those lines. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's biblical, right? Isn't yeah. it based on some anyway? Yeah. It's there. He, yes. He, this is what he was told growing up again, different tone of voice. Uh, he just learned the lesson. That's all. He's yeah. just repeating it. He's just saying it all out loud, oh, which you're not supposed to do. All right. Well, we had some folks write into us and call into us. Indeed. Uh, Rob from Sydney, Australia, wrote in, Good day, Frank and Dan. Greetings from the land of Oz. Mm. After hearing your wonderful rant a few uh, weeks ago about the the J-dubs doing house calls, (laughs) I had to tell you about a lovely neighbor we had some years ago. She was a widow in her late 70s, and butter wouldn't melt in her mouth. That's a... That is a... uh, an idiom that I am not aware of. Butter I wouldn't assume, melt in her mouth. I assume it means she's she was good. Oh, okay. <laughs> we don't have that one here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, butter wouldn't melt in her mouth. Everyone loved her. Okay. She spent her spare time in the garden, and one day a couple of brown-suited dudes with short haircuts walked up her front path, whereupon she yelled, Are you religion? One of the dudes mumbled something. Uh, she she then screamed at the top of her lungs, well, fuck off and don't ever come back. <laughs> the dudes made a very hasty retreat right out uh, right out of our street. <laughs> I was watching from the neck from next door and just about pissed myself laughing. I'm so glad I live in a country where she could do this without risk of being lynched. Uh, I have ve- I have learned from her. And now use the same lines if if uh, if I get God bothered at home. <laughs> oh, that's delightful. Uh, I, I like God bothered. Um, yeah, there's something really like you want to be the nice old person, right? So you can do that. Oh and no, it has great I, yeah. effect. Right? Oh yeah, you want to be beloved in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I mean, I kind of I I do kind of look forward to walking the balance between grumpy old man and beloved old man. I feel like I can walk that line. I <laughs> will see. I, we'll see. You'll think you maybe are. I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll just be an asshole. It's fine either way. I don't know. I'll be old. What, what is, what's anybody going to do? Then that's the attitude right there. <laughs> asshole. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's how that's how I know which side you're gonna land. Fine. Great. Because <laughs> you don't care. Yeah. Uh anyway, uh along the same lines, Amber from Indianapolis wrote in to say, Hey Frank and Dan, thought I'd tell you about my hilarious hack to get rid of missionaries quickly. Hmm. Uh apparently Amber wasn't willing to to yell at them. Hmm. Uh Today I had Mormons come to my door while I was breastfeeding my daughter. Oh, yeah. I thought about hiding until they left, but then decided to answer, booba out. <laughs> it was well worth it. <clears throat> they were so uncomfortable yeah. as soon as I opened my door. <laughs> One kept saying he was sorry, and the others just stood in awe. They're good boobs, LOL. <laughs> or shock. I couldn't tell. I, I like the shock and awe approach. Uh, I asked if they wanted to chat, but they said that they really didn't want to intrude and went on their way. Oh my God. I felt proud in that moment. <laughs> anyway, thought I'd send you guys, uh, send that in as you guys just talked about it a few weeks ago. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Yes. Tits out. I, that is, that is definitely a way to make Mormon boys scurry off. It is a little bit cruel <laughs> considering they can't. They can't close the bathroom door uh, <laughs> when they go to the bathroom. Oh, so um, so they don't have any way of relieving the tension that you have created in their poor little Aww. teenage brains. They find but ways. They figure. They it find out. moments. They... So God bless you. God bless. Yes, that's delightful. <laughs> Uh, we have a voicemail, do we not? We do indeed. Uh, this is a listener uh, uh, responding to our um, conversation last week about uh, Equinox and sort of the, oh. the cycle of the year. Okay. Hey, Frank and Dan. This is Elizabeth calling from Portland, Oregon. I just finished listening to your Equinox episode, and I wanted to comment on the Mabon segment. I classify myself as an atheist, tree-hugging dirt worshiper, and while I don't believe in any gods or higher powers, I do believe the planet Earth is our mother and science is scripture. The wheel of the year not only marks the changes in seasons, but we can use it to mark the changes in our lives as people or even projects. The spring Sabbaths are the time to plant your seeds, be they physical seeds of your garden or metaphorical seeds to plant a project. As the wheel turns to summer, you nurture your garden slash project and the seeds you have sown begin to grow. In the fall, we begin to harvest a bounty and start to plan for a long winter. And during the dark months, we use that time to reflect on the past year and make plans for the next. It makes sense that many of the listicles you read about Maybon say to start journaling during this time of the year as the cycle begins to wind down. It's the time to reflect and be thankful for, the, for what the year has provided. Or if you're living through these crazy modern times, it's a good time to start prepping and planning for the apocalypse that the Christian extremists want to bring on. Anyways, just wanted to give you some insight from a quote unquote pagan. Thanks for all the work you do on the podcast. Wish you guys the best. Well, thanks Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. All of that sounds very nice mm. and I'm totally fine with it, except that I always get a little, as you know, as someone who left, mm. Uh, a religion with a whole bunch of fucking rules about <laughs> when everything is supposed to happen and why and all this stuff. Like if that serves you, I think that's great, but it so rubs me the wrong way to think of like, this is the time of this. Like 
okay, that works great for some people and yeah. won't work for other people. And it's so it's just like, yeah, take what what's useful to you, and that's fine. Oh, I totally. Just, because this also doesn't sound like like if anything, this sounds like the 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 thing that you do have a difficulty with, which is uh, the the idea of spirituality, spiritual but yeah. not religious, right? She yeah. this she's she's found a spiritual connection to the seasons and to the earth and that's beautiful right yeah like i really appreciate that because it's like like i'm not gonna do it personally <laughs> right sorry elizabeth i'm not making fun right it's it's just i don't have i don't feel that connection the fact that she does i think that's awesome because consciousness and life and everything it kind of sucks and so you kind of just have to find like the things that make it work for you i think it's yeah. great it's wonderful. Find what, yeah. If you found a, a way of living that makes you happy yeah. and that that serves you well, more power to yeah. you. And that's that's why I wanted to play this one this week was was just that idea of like go find the thing that makes your life function right and yeah. and feel right to you and like and this is like interesting harming absolutely nobody right, right. and so. Yeah, my my it. my whole objection is just that like someone might hear that and think, you know what, that could be a really interesting way of doing things, and then they get hung up on like, you look, I am I'm neurodivergent, I get hung up on certain mm. technicalities and whatever. So like you know, if winter ended up being a, or fall ended up being a good time for me to start a project, but I had this thing in my head that you're supposed to start it in spring because that's when you plant your ideas or whatever i would get my, like my brain would get a little bit scrambled by it or whatever yeah. so the I, the nice I, I, yeah. so i personally have to reject this kind of thinking but i'm completely. i'm hearing nothing in here that is uh dogmatic right like the, the, there's there's no like oh my goodness you didn't start your project in the spring you have to wait you have you to wait. You started your project in October. No, no. Yeah. The no. wheel. You must conform <laughs> to the wheel. <laughs> Mavon, oh, what are you doing? Dan. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Dan. Yeah. It's uh, Look, it's, if that's what you're up against, I'm so sorry. <laughs> not everybody's brain works the same. That's all I'm getting at. It's fine. Go, go, go enjoy. Happy Maybon to you. Yes. Anyway. Uh, we had one other, uh, writer in, this is from Kevin. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Kevin has a whole bunch of interesting points that I really liked. Uh, but we we're running long anyway. So, uh, Kevin says, hi, uh, I am a new listener who came across your podcast due to a random Spotify recommendation. Welcome. Thank you. Spotify. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Spotify. By the way, will you, will you guys, if you like the show, will you tell somebody about it? Will you, will you? Will you help spread the word? Like it on your platform? Yeah, yeah. that'd be nice. Uh, anyway, Kevin goes on to affirm. You remember we talked about, uh, we had someone write in to ask about a swearing, uh, you know, when when in court or whatever, as opposed, and we talked mm. about how, how we can choose to affirm if we want to, but it, it might out us as something that we don't want to be outed as. So. Right. Um. Kevin says to affirm rather than swear does not necessarily out someone as an atheist. Hmm. Quakers affirm because oh, they believe that to swear an oath. So help me God is to take the Lord's name in vain. 
I have an aunt in Idaho who's very against swearing for the same reason. She is deeply religious and does not want to bring the Lord's name and reputation into an earthly dispute. Interesting. On okay. your question about other countries, I live in Australia and have, and other than when interacting with either the American embassy or American courts, I have never had to swear. All of our forms have much more secular wording, and in court we simply promise to tell the truth. Hmm. I thought that was very interesting. So there you go. Hmm. Uh, do we have some folks to thank? We do indeed, Dan. We have a new patron over on Patreon. Uh, a new deacon, in fact, uh, by the name of Derby Cat. <laughs> well, thank you, Derby Cat. Congratulations. You are now endowed with all of the same magical powers that Mormons give a 12-year-old boy. So uh, you so should feel very much. proud of that. So uh, much power and responsibility. Yeah. As Uncle Mark from the How-To Heretic used to say, boys outrank their mothers in the Mormon church at age 12. So you you outrank all of the people uh, listening to the show who don't have magic powers. Congratulations. <laughs> and if you'd like to join uh, these this bunch of uh, powerful people... Uh, go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and click on the support tab. And that'll take you over to Patreon or PayPal, however however you want to support. And as always, Dan, we have our top donor to thank our Lord and Savior, Davis. More show coming up. Dan. Yes. Uh, I want to talk about something that's close to my heart today. Okay. Um, is it is it your lungs? <laughs> that would be some things close okay. to my heart. Sure. Uh, no, gay marriage. Oh. oh. You, you got gay married. I got gay married. I got let into the club. Yeah. Um, of, uh, of, of marriage. <laughs> and, uh, and boy, it's just wonderful. Yeah. Marital bliss is a special kind of bliss. <laughs> well, I mean, you got, you got a good man. You yeah. got you a good man. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, we kind of commented about it at the beginning of the show. Uh, there are forces in the United States that would love to see uh, gay marriage go away. Um, yeah. I mean, it was something that they did not want. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't want it. As yeah. a matter of fact... Here in Utah, it gay marriage came about thanks to a uh, a lawsuit, Kitchen v. Herbert. Yeah, that uh, that was ruled on and uh, made made marriage uh, instantly uh, available mm -hmm. to uh, to to Utahns mm -hmm. even before the uh, the the you know the the main the thing happened for all of. Uh, American. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, at that time, Utahns were very much not uh, into the idea. Yeah. Or rather, lar were, were majority not, uh, majority opposed to gay marriage. Yeah. Well, just in uh, 2004, the state actually passed uh, an amendment to the Constitution that defined marriage as being between a man and a woman. And that, yeah, that's that right. That sailed through. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's what, just 18 years ago. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. And as recently as 
2014, which is when that Kitchen v. Herbert decision came down. Yeah, it was it was below 50% approval. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it was. Uh, it was like 57% opposed wow. gay marriage. Yeah. Yep. So almost 60%. And it feels like it hasn't been that long since 2014. I mean, it really hasn't, you know. It's just eight years. Just eight years. But boy, I you know, here's the truth. The, what happens is... People don't want it, and then it happens, and everybody goes, nothing has changed in my life. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they said, I think things shift a bit. Yeah. So a new a new poll has come out. Um, this was by the Deseret News and the Hinckley Institution. Um, these are both uh, <laughs> very, very Mormon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mormon newspaper and political think tank or yeah. political institute, whatever, at BYU, the Hinkley. Yeah. Isn't that where it's centered? I, yeah, probably. I don't, I don't, I no, don't know. Hinkley Institute. I think that's actually University of Utah, isn't it? Anyway, <laughs> since we don't know anything about it, let's just glide safely past that and just talk about the results of their poll which was conducted by a group called Dan Jones and Associates. They're a a big polling institution here or company here in Utah. And just to interject, Hinckley Institute of Politics is a bipartisan institute located at the University of Utah. Great. Just so we we have the correction. It's there. We we know what it is. Okay, great. So here's the thing. Uh, They polled Utahns uh, across the state. And what they came up with was that when when asked this question, I'll ask the exact. I'll say the exact question, uh, and and then we'll and then we'll get to the results. Do you agree or disagree that marriages between same sex couples should be recognized by the law as valid with the same rights as traditional marriages? Hmm. Wow. So we're just talking legal. We're yeah. not talking whether it's morally right or wrong, hmm. um, which would change. Some of these answers probably, yeah. but we're talking about just the law and whether uh, whether they should have the same rights as tr- traditional marriages. And what came back was that seventy two percent either strongly agree I, that's fifty percent strongly agree, mm-hmm. and twenty two percent somewhat agree. Wow, wow. So that's remarkable. <laughs> 72%. Yeah. And with 50% of Utahns strongly agreeing. Yeah. That's pretty potent right yeah. there. Um, that is some strong stuff. Yeah. I you know, it makes sense. It's like it's it's what you said before, which is something like this passes, it becomes legal. People don't see the world falling down around them and so they're just like, "Yeah, okay." Right? But and they've more, got a gay cousin well, and they've got a gay yeah, uncle. That's that where like. I was. That's where I was going. You know, the, the number of gay kids coming out in Mormon families has only accelerated with time. Right. Yeah. And so like Mormon families, just like families everywhere, you know, are having to confront the issue if, if it's an issue that they need to confront or they just accept it. Right. But like, they're they're dealing with it and they're yeah. they're like okay well i still love my kid 
right? And more and more, they're seeing that that's the response of their neighbors to the same situation. And they're feeling, you know, good about it. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, I'm gay married. My Mormon parents are, you know, in their late, well, 80 and 77, right? Yeah. And they're, I don't, I don't know what they really think about it. <laughs> but they uh they're they're at least kind about it yeah right like they, they, they ask they, about they dave whenever you know we talk on the phone and how's dave they don't ask you not to bring dave to family events it's exactly yeah that's where they were you know 20 some odd years ago when i came out to them right, right? but time just kind of makes these things work a little bit better right and I, and I and you know my gay friends who are my same age who were married you know the couples that I know their parent their mormon parents are all just like fine with it and that's an older generation right yeah like it is the 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 wheel has turned on this issue and uh <sighs> jesus christ like the senate just needs to pass that f- fucking law that they're sitting on well, that and, and so that's the thing. There is a law, you know, people fear our current U.S. Supreme Court. As they should. The SCOTUS right now is terrifying and immutable at this point. They are, you know, we're not yeah. going to get rid of them anytime soon. Right. So, you know, the Demo- by a hair margin, Democrat-controlled Congress mm-hmm. is trying to make sure that the 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 legalization of gay marriage is codified in the law rather than just yeah a, the product of a supreme court decision correct because the supreme court this supreme court is very happy to overturn past supreme courts yeah which has not been the norm um no. yeah no and i just heard the senate has delayed the vote again till after the election they're trying they don't want it to be a an election issue they just want it right they i think they Mm. probably have the votes and they're just waiting i hope they have the votes it passed the house (laughs) and here's an interesting fact yeah all of the utah house members Uh voted for it i know it's crazy and that one blew my fucking mind and you know what the the you know the Utah numbers reflect the national numbers pretty strongly. Mm-hmm. I feel like this should be made to be an election issue. It should be, but I get that like they have a couple Republicans who they probably have their vote, but just don't want to vote on it now. Yeah, right. Like yeah, they they could and they should, but these guys or gals, <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, to you know, be so gender inclusive, they they just they they can't they they know the right vote and they're willing to vote correctly on it. They they also know their political risk back at home. So yeah. you know, whatever. I, I just feel like the Democrats could make some serious hay with this. I know, but they also need those Republicans' votes. They, yeah. they, this one isn't a fifty fifty thing with with Kamala Harris coming in to break the tie, they need 60 votes. Yeah. And they only have 50. So they got to get some of those Republicans. And, you know, there's a lot of interesting things that happen in those lame duck sessions, right? 
Is that but, what you call them? The, the session. Yeah. Sorry, the session after the election, right? Right. People kind of get to vote a little bit more of their conscience in that little moment. And that's probably why they're doing it there. Yeah. And what they're doing is probably the right thing, which is prioritizing actually the getting the damn thing passed. Yeah. Over political gain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is which is amazing. And, you know, we should all feel great about that. Other than we need the political gain also. Yeah. <laughs> so it's tricky. It's a tricky thing. But yeah, I mean, it looks like it'll probably pass. Ugh. And that ho- hopefully that I what's but what's heartwarming about it is that even Mormons like if Mormons should be considered a pretty strong bellwether for this sort mm. of like uh, where, you know, where go Mormons? There are the the crazy <laughs> re- Republicans. Uh, and so this is actually a really heartening thing to see, you know, the only only 14 percent of Utahns strongly disagree with uh with the legal reg- rec- recognition of same sex marriage. Mm, yeah. That's a pretty low number. So, I you know, yeah. there you'll get 9% that somewhat disagree, but only 14 strongly disagree. And then you've got 5% who for whatever reason don't know, like really <laughs> you're unclear on this issue at this time. We've had a lot of time. I need to think a little bit more on it. I just or, don't know. Or like, I just what? What's gay? <laughs> right? I, I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting one. We will see what happens. But but that does feel uh, heartening to know that even in Utah, it's, it's in that strongly. Dumb old so Utah. Yeah. <laughs> Big, dumb, idiot Utah. <laughs> Congratulations. At least we we have that. So anyway, if you would like to tell us about uh, how things are going in your neck of the woods, feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, they're really cool, inclusive places, um, you can do so. Go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members only. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye.